Welcome into The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. I'm Robert Ash, the host of The Degenerate Gambler. This podcast brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. We got 10 college football bets for you here on this Saturday. Uh, We also have some NFL games, one today and the rest tomorrow in week 18 of the NFL season. So we'll get things started on the college basketball side at the Dean Smith Center in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. The North Carolina Tar Heels, 10-5 overall. 4-11 4-11 and 11 against the spread. They take on the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, 8-7 overall, 2-12-1 against the number. North Carolina, a 13-point favorite total set at 144.5. Notre Dame is just 1-7 against the spread in their last eight games. 0-5 against the spread in their last five against the ACC. 8-3 against the spread in their last 11 played in the month of January. The total has gone under in eight of Notre Dame's last 12 games. Under has gone uh, in each of the last seven Notre Dame games against North Carolina. The under has hit. And uh, the total has gone over in five of Notre Dame's last six on the road. On the North Carolina side, just 4-11 against the spread in their last 15. 8-0 against the spread in their last eight played on a Saturday. 5-1 against the spread in their last six played on a Saturday at home. Total has gone over in each of North Carolina's last five games. Uh, total's gone under in four of North Carolina's last five. Excuse me, the total's gone over in four of North Carolina's last five against the ACC. However, their total's gone under in each of Notre Dame's or North Carolina's last seven games at home against Notre Dame. Again, North Carolina, a thirteen-point favorite. Total set at one forty-four and a half. And our play is going to be North Carolina minus thirteen in this matchup. I. I just think North Carolina is a much better team than Notre Dame, even though North Carolina has not played up to its uh, potential this season. Uh, there are times they play really well. There's times they don't play so well. They tend to play pretty well at home. They're at home. They're, they are a heavy favorite. Notre Dame is not a very good team. They're not very good against the spread. So I'm going to ride North Carolina uh, minus 13 in this one, uh, mainly because the game is in Chapel Hill. Next, we go to the Dunk in Providence, which is now called the Amica Mutual Pavilion. Uh, the Providence Friars, 13-3 and overall, 10-6 and against the spread. They take on the St. John's Red Storm, 11-5 and overall, 6-10 and against the number. Providence is a 7-point favorite, total at 153.5. St. John's is 1-5 against the spread in their last 6. 4-2 against the spread in their last 6 against Providence. 0-5 against the spread in their last five on the road. 8-3 against the spread in their last 11 at Providence. The totals hit over in four of St. John's last five games. And the totals gone over in five of St. John's last seven games played on a Saturday. Providence is 8-0 against the spread in their last eight. 5-0 against the spread in their last five against the Big East. 13-4 against the spread in their last 17 played on a Saturday. Totals gone over in six of Providence's last nine games. Total's gone over in four of Providence's last five against St. John's. And the total's gone over in four of Providence's last six played at home. Again, Providence's seven-point favorite total, 153.5. And our play in this one will be the over 153.5 in St. John's Providence. This uh, play has much more to do with the fact that uh, St. John's can't play defense. It really does boil down to that. 
There is virtually no defense for St. John's. Providence does play some defense, but Providence should be able to score at will on this team. Uh, quite frankly, St. John's will get theirs as well. Uh, I think uh, this could be a really high-scoring game. And uh, because of that, we're going to go uh, with the over 153.5 in St. John's Providence. Next, we go to Gamble Pavilion in Stores, Connecticut. The Connecticut Huskies, 14-2 and overall. 11 and 5 against the spread. Take on the Creighton Blue Jays, 9 and 6 overall. 8 and 7 against the number. Connecticut, an 8 point favorite. Total set at 141 and a half. Creighton, just 2 and 5 against the spread in their last 7. 6 and 13 against the spread in their last 19 played on the road. Uh, total's gone under in 4 of Creighton's last 5 road games. And the total's gone under in 10 of Creighton's last 15 games played on a Saturday. UConn, 1 and 4 against the spread in their last 5. 1 and 5 against the spread in their last 6 against the Big East. Total's gone over in 9 of UConn's last 13 games. And the total's gone over in each of UConn's last 6 home games. Again, UConn, an 8 point favorite, total 141 and a half. Our play in this one's going to be UConn, or make that uh, Creighton plus 8 in this matchup. Uh, I think the reason Creighton is an 8 point underdog is because. They're nine and six on the season. What's not taken into account? Uh, they they played three games, lost all three without their stud center Ryan Cockbrenner. Uh, Cockbrenner's back. He's uh, actually back to his old form uh, after suffering a minor case of mono, which is what kept him out those three games. Uh, it's the Creighton team that has Final Four potential uh, that had it before the season that still has it now. They do got to find a way to shoot the ball a little bit better. Uh, however. Uh, in this case, uh, I really like uh, this UConn team. I, I like this UConn team a lot, but I really like this Creighton team at that high of a spread. I think the spread's too high for a team uh, that has Final Four potential. I'll take the Creighton. I'll take the eight points uh, on the road. I think UConn wins the game, but I think Creighton keeps it close. Next, we go to the Mizzou Arena in Columbia, Missouri. The Missouri Tigers, 12-2 and overall, 9-5 and against the spread. Take on the Vanderbilt Commodores, who are eight and six overall, five and nine against the number. Uh, Missouri is a nine-point favorite. Total set at one fifty. Vanderbilt is two and six against the spread in their last eight games. One and five against the spread in their last six against Missouri. Zero uh, and five against the spread in their last five played in January. Six and one against the spread in their last seven games played on a Saturday. Total's gone over in seven of Vanderbilt's last eight road games. Missouri, 4-1 against the spread in their last five. 6-0 against the spread in their last six against the SEC. 6-1 uh, against the spread in their last seven games played at home. Total's gone over in six of Missouri's last eight games. And total's gone over in 13 of Missouri's last 17 games played on a Saturday. Again, Missouri, a nine-point favorite. Total set at 150. Play this one's going to be Missouri uh, minus the uh, nine points. I think Missouri has a bounce back from uh, a tough loss to Arkansas back on Wednesday. Had a 17-point lead, let it get away, lost the game by six. Uh, the game is at Missouri. It's against a, a Vanderbilt team that's not very good. Uh, it's at home. It's under a double-digit spread. I think Missouri is a really good play here. Uh, so that is going to be our play. We're taking Missouri minus nine against Vanderbilt. Up next, we go to uh Exact Tech Arena in Gainesville, the Florida Gators, 7-7 seven seven overall, 6-8 against the spread. 
take on the Georgia Bulldogs, 11-3 overall, 7-7 seven and seven against the number. Florida is a 7.5-point favorite, total set at 138. Georgia is 4-1 and one against the spread in their last five. Uh, 6-0 against the spread in their last six at Florida. Total's gone over in four of Georgia's last five games. Total's gone over in each of Georgia's last five road games. And the total's gone over in six of Georgia's last seven games played on a Saturday. Florida just 6-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 18. 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10 at home. 0-6 oh, against the spread in their last six hosting Georgia. The total's gone under in each of Florida's last six games. Total's gone under in six of Florida's last seven games at home. And the total's gone under in four of Florida's last five games played on a Saturday. Again, Florida, seven and a half point favorite, total at 138. Uh, our play is the under 138 in the Florida Georgia game. Uh, Florida's got one of the best defenses in college basketball, one of the worst offenses at the same time. I'm not sure how good Georgia really is. Former Florida coach Mike White comes into Gainesville for the first time since he left Florida for their biggest rival. Uh, I think this is a Florida team that will be ready for this one. It's a Florida team that must have this game. It's a Florida team that must show up defensively and offensively in this one. I think they'll do both. Uh, I think Florida has enough defense to hold off Georgia. I think Florida wins the game. Not sure about the spread, which is why we didn't bet the spread. Uh, But I feel pretty confident that it'll be a game played in the 60s, which is uh, uh, paramount for the under 138. So that's going to be our play. We're going to go under 138 in the matchup between Florida and Georgia. All right, next up we go to Milwaukee, where the Marquette Golden Eagles, 12-4 overall, 10-5-1 against the spread, take on the Georgetown Hoyas, 5-11 overall, 5-11 and 11 against the number. Marquette an 18.5-point favorite. Total set at 155. Georgetown 1-5 against the spread in their last six. 1-4 uh, against the spread in their last five played on a Saturday. Total's gone over in seven of Georgetown's last nine games. Total's gone over in each of, five, each of Georgetown's last five games on the road. For Marquette, 5-1 against the spread in their last six. Four and one against the spread in their last five against the Big East. Nine and zero against the spread in their last nine played in January, and the total's gone over in seven of Marquette's last ten games. Again, Marquette an eighteen and a half point favorite. Total set at one fifty five. Play on this one is the over one fifty five in Georgetown Marquette. You got two teams that are really pretty good on offense. Georgetown's pretty bad on defense. Marquette's pretty solid on defense, but it's more of a pressure defense. So if Georgetown's able to beat the pressure. They're going to be able to get some points. I think Georgetown will get some points in this one. That spread of 18 and a half is way, way too high uh, to mess with. Uh, it's the reason we're going to stay away from it, the spread. But I really do like the over in this one. I think we have two teams that want to score uh, in the high 70s, low 80s. I think uh, we'll get just that um, with this matchup. So uh, with that, we will go with the over 158 in Georgetown and Marquette. All right, next up we go to Louisville with the Louisville Cardinals, 2-13 and 13 overall, 4-11 and 11 against the spread. Take on the Wake Forest Demon Deacons, 10-5 and 5 overall, 8-7 and 7 against the number. Wake is a 9.5-point favorite, total set at 142. Uh, let's see, there's really no against the spread numbers for Wake Forest, but 
the total has gone over in four of Wake Forest's last five games. Total's gone over in eight of Wake Forest's last nine against the ACC. And the total's gone over in each of Wake Forest's last five games played in January. Louisville, 4-11 against the spread in their last 15. 3-12 against the spread in their last 15 at home. 2-11 against the spread in their last 13 played on a Saturday. Total's gone under in nine of Louisville's last 13 games. Again, Wake is a nine-and-a-half point favorite. Total is set at 142. And this is our fade Louisville play. Uh, Wake Forest minus nine-and-a-half. This is a really, really bad Louisville team. And uh, they're playing a Wake Forest team that's actually got some good wins on their schedule. They have beaten uh, some really good teams. They've beaten uh, Duke. They've beaten Virginia Tech. Uh, they've uh, beaten Wisconsin. So they've got ga- uh, good wins. Uh, they are coming off a nine-point loss at North Carolina earlier this week, uh, but that's not going to be held against them in this matchup. They're playing against a uh, Louisville team that, again, is not a very good team. Uh, so we're going to ride uh, our fade Louisville play in this one, and we're going to fade Louisville. Wake Forest minus nine-and-a-half at Louisville. All right, next up we go to Pittsburgh, where the Pittsburgh Panthers uh, are a surprising 11-4 overall, 11-3-1 against the spread, taking on the Clemson Tigers, 12-3 overall, 8-7 against the number. Pittsburgh is a 2.5-point favorite, uh, the over-under at 141.5. Clemson is 4-1 against the spread in their last five, 9-0 against the spread in their last nine against Pittsburgh, 7-0 against the spread in their last seven against the ACC. Total's gone over in six of Clemson's last nine games. However, total's gone under in four of Clemson's last five road games. Pittsburgh, 10-0 against the spread in their last 10. 6-0 against the spread in their last six at home. 1-4 against the spread in their last five hosting Clemson. Total's gone over in five of Pittsburgh's last six games. Total's gone under in uh, six of Pittsburgh's last eight against the Tigers. Pittsburgh, again, a a two-and-a-half point favorite. Total set at 141-and-a-half. Uh, our play here, we're going to take the upstart Pittsburgh Panthers, minus two and a half. Pittsburgh, again, it's covering each of their last 10 games. So right now, they're a hot play. On top of that, Pittsburgh has been really, really good so far this season. I mean, when you look at what Pittsburgh's done lately, they have beaten Virginia and North Carolina in their last two games. Those are two of the probably three uh, favorites to win the ACC, along, well, along with Duke. And you can probably put Miami in that category as well. Again, basically, they're one of the favorites to win the ACC, yet they have found a way uh, to beat both of them. Uh, the game is at home. You have to factor that in as well, uh, with the game being played in Pittsburgh. Uh, a Panther team, again, that's playing some really good basketball right now. We'll go Pittsburgh, minus 2.5 at home against Clemson. Next, we go to Philadelphia, where the Villanova Wildcats, 8-7 and seven overall, Six and nine against the spread. Take on the Xavier Musketeers, 12 and three overall. Eight, six and one against the number. Villanova is a two point favorite. The total set at 146 and a half. Xavier, six and three against the spread in their last nine. Three and 15 against the spread in their last 18 against Villanova. 0 and eight against the spread in their last eight road games against Villanova. Uh, Let's see. Total's gone over in 15 of Xavier's last 18 games. Total's gone over in four of Xavier's last five road games. Villanova, 4-2 against the spread in their last six. 
8-0 against the spread in their last eight hosting Xavier. Total's gone under in four of Villanova's last five games. Total's gone under in five of Villanova's last six against Xavier. Total's gone under in six of Villanova's last seven games against the Big East. The total's gone under in 15 of Villanova's last 20 home games. Again, Villanova is a two-point favorite. Total set at 146.5. And our play in this one will be the under 146.5 in Villanova Xavier. Villanova and unders are a pretty safe play for the most part uh, because they play such great defense. Uh, they do like to score the basketball, but they're not that up and down trying to score on, in transition type of team. They'll do it when they have to and when they can, but it's not in their DNA. Uh, it's a team that plays a lot of inside out. They shoot a lot of threes. Uh, now, they don't make a whole lot of threes, but they shoot a lot of threes. Uh, defensively, they're just so good. They're so much better now uh, that they're getting some of their injured guys back. And uh, I think Villanova... Uh, and the under in this one against Xavier, to me, is a uh, really, uh, I would say, a really safe play. So it's going to be the play we make. We'll take the under, 146.5 in Villanova and Xavier. All right, next up we go to College Station, Texas. The Texas A&M Aggies, 9-5 overall, 9-5 against the spread. Take on the LSU Tigers, 12-2 overall. Six and eight against the number. Texas A&M a four and a half point favorite. Total set at one thirty nine and a half. LSU is six and twelve against the spread in their last eighteen. Eight and two against the spread in their last ten against Texas A&M. Uh, the total's gone over in five of LSU's last six against the SEC. Texas A&M seven and three against the spread in their last ten. Eight and one against the spread in their last nine against the SEC. Total's gone under in four of Texas A&M's last six games. However, total's gone over in four of Texas A&M's last six against the LSU Tigers. Texas A&M, again, a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Total set at 139-and-a-half. And this is a uh, play we're going to make based off, I think, the odds are weird. And that's LSU plus four-and-a-half. I'm not sure why LSU's an underdog in this game. They don't have injury issues uh, that uh, are have been reported. Uh, A&M's not been a very good team. They found a way to escape Gainesville earlier this week. Uh, LSU played a tough one in Lexington and almost beat the Wildcats. I think this is an LSU team that's better than I think most people expect them to be. Uh, you can put myself in that category as well. Uh, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't understand why they're an underdog in this matchup. And, uh, because of that, we're going to take LSU plus four and a half at Texas A&M. All right, and our final play takes place at Auburn, Alabama. The Auburn Tigers, 11-3 overall, 5-9 against the spread. Take on the Arkansas Razorbacks, 12-2 overall, 7-6-1 against the number. Auburn is a one-and-a-half point favorite, total set at 140. For Arkansas, 7-1 against the spread in their last eight on the road. 8-3-1 against the spread in their last 12, played on a Saturday. Uh, total's gone under in five of Arkansas's last six games. Total's gone under in five of Arkansas's last seven played in January. Auburn, one and five against the spread in their last six. One and seven against the spread in their last eight against the SEC. 13 and two against the spread in their last 15 games played in January. Total's gone over in six of Auburn's last seven games. Total's gone o- over in, excuse me, in 10 of Auburn's last 14 against Arkansas. And the total's gone over in 15 of Auburn's last 20 games at home. 
Again, Auburn is a one and a half point favorite. Total is set at 140. Um, in this play, we're going Auburn minus one and a half. And the biggest reason we're doing that is Auburn's actually won t- uh, 29 straight at home, straight up. And it's spread at one and a half. To me, that's basically a straight up. Yes, you would lose if Auburn only won by one and that winning streak could stay alive. But I don't feel like this will be a game decided by one point. I think it'll be a close game. I think it's a game that'll be decided probably by Auburn hitting free throws late. However, I think unless it gets backdoored, this spread uh, will cover if Auburn wins. I think Auburn wins the game. Uh, I'm not sure about Arkansas on the road. They played one true road game, lost that game to LSU, and played and shot poorly in that one. So I expect some of the same, maybe not all of the same, but some of the same in this one. Until I can see what they can do on the road, I'm going to uh, ride the uh, uh, Auburn Tigers at home minus one and a half against Arkansas. So our college basketball plays once again are uh, North Carolina minus 13 at home against Notre Dame. The over 153 and a half in St. John's Providence. Creighton plus eight at Connecticut. Missouri minus nine at home against Vanderbilt. The under 138 in Florida, Georgia. The over 155 in Georgetown Marquette. Wake Forest minus nine and a half at Louisville. Pittsburgh minus two and a half at home against Clemson. The under 145 and a half in Xavier Villanova. LSU plus four and a half at Texas AM. And we got Auburn minus one and a half at home against Arkansas. So with that, we'll wrap up the, uh, excuse me, with that, we'll uh, move on to our next segment and take a break. Uh, we'll have our NFL bets for this weekend. Uh, coming up in just a moment, this is The Degenerate Gambler. Back here on The Degenerate Gambler, your sports gambling podcast. We move now on to our NFL bets for the weekend. Uh, we'll start things off with a game taking place uh, later tonight uh, at TIA Bank Field in Jacksonville. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 8-8 eight eight overall. 8-8 eight eight against the spread. Take on the Tennessee Titans, who are 7-9 overall. 8-7-1 eight against the number. Jacksonville is a 6.5-point favorite total set at 40. For the Tennessee Titans, they're 0-5-1 against the spread in their last six games. 8-3 against the spread in their last 11 against Jacksonville. 4-1 against the spread in their last five games at Jacksonville. The total's gone under in 10 of Tennessee's last 13 games. Total's gone under in five of Tennessee's last seven games on the road. For Jacksonville, five and one against the spread in their last six games. Uh, Four and one against the spread in their last five games against the AFC. Also, the total's gone over in four of Jacksonville's last six games. Total's gone over in four of Jacksonville's last six against Tennessee. However, the total's gone under in six of Jacksonville's last eight games at home. Now, this game is for the AFC South Division title. Jacksonville at six and a half point favorite. However, 61% of the money coming in on Tennessee plus six and a half. The total of 40 has 65% of the money coming in on the over. Our play is actually going to be them Jacksonville Jaguars minus six and a half. Nothing in the last, what, seven weeks tells me that Tennessee, I should say the last six weeks, that Tennessee is going to win this game. They've lost six in a row, including losses to Jacksonville, also to Houston. Uh, they lost uh, a couple of good teams. Uh, Dallas beat them. Philadelphia beat them. Cincinnati beat them. Uh, but 
they have been on a free fall since a 27-17 win over Green Bay back on November 17th. Converse that with the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have won four in a row, five of six. They're coming off a 31-3 win over Houston last Sunday. Their lone loss in their five out of six was to uh, Detroit. They did get blown out by Detroit 40-14 in Detroit back on December 4th. But since then, they've won four straight, including that win earlier over Tennessee. So when I look at all those factors, I think the easy play is uh, for the uh, Tennessee, or excuse me, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, minus six and a half at home against Tennessee. Next, we go to Indianapolis, where the Colts at 4 11 and 1 overall, 6 and 10 against the spread, take on the Houston Texans, 2 13 and 1 overall, 7 8 and 1 against the number. Indianapolis is a two and a half point favorite, total set at 38. Uh, these two teams, by the way, did tie way back in week number one of the season. Back on September 11th, they tied at 20 back, uh, against, or excuse me, in Houston. Uh, now looking at the trends, uh, starting with the Texans, two and seven against the spread in their last nine against Indianapolis, two and seven against the spread in their last nine played on a Sunday. Also, the totals got under in five of Houston's last six games against the AFC. And the total's gone under in each of Houston's last five games against the AFC South. Indianapolis, 1-4 against the spread in their last five. 1-5 against the spread in their last six played in January. 4-10 against the spread in their last 14 played on a Sunday. Total's gone over in four of Indianapolis's last five games. The total's gone under in each of Indianapolis's last six games against Houston. Now again, these two teams tied week one, 2020. Indianapolis is a two and a half point favorite. 69% of the money coming in on the Colts, minus two and a half. Total set at 38, 55% of the money coming in on the under. Our play is going to be Indianapolis minus two and a half. Reason we're taking this, and to preface this, week 18 is one of the hardest weeks, if not the hardest week to bet uh, in the NFL because you don't know what teams are going to do, ones that are clinched, ones that are eliminated. Uh, how they, you know, are they going to play starters? How long are they going to play starters? You know, there's a lot of variables involved. The reason we took this game and took Indianapolis minus two and a half is Houston has the number one pick with a loss. And I think the Texans are going to lose to secure the number one overall pick. If they were to win and the Chicago Bears were to lose, then Chicago would get the number one overall pick. I think Houston wants the number one overall pick. They're going to do what it takes to get the number one overall pick. So our play... It's going to be on that uh, Indianapolis Colts minus two and a half against the Houston Texans. Next, we go to Philadelphia, where the Philadelphia Eagles losers of two straight, but still 13 and three overall, eight and eight against the spread. Take on the New York Giants, nine, six and one overall, 12 and four against the number. Philadelphia is a 14 point favorite. Total is set at 43. For the Giants, are five and one against the spread in their last six, six and one against the spread in their last seven on the road, four and one against the spread in their last five against the NFC. Totals gone over in five of the New York Giants' last seven games, as well. For Philadelphia, three and six against the spread in their last nine, one and five against the spread in their last six played in January, seven and one against the spread in their last eight games played at home on a Sunday. Long loss in that stretch was last week to New Orleans. Uh, Total has gone over in eight of Philadelphia's last 11 games. 
and the total's gone over in six of Philadelphia's last seven at home. Now, these two teams met back on December 11th in New York. It was all Eagles, 48-22 over the Giants that day. Uh, they do expect the Eagles to have starting quarterback Jalen Hurts back uh, tomorrow. He is listed as probable uh, uh, coming into uh, to Sunday's game. Uh, of course, uh, no Lane Johnson, who's out for the rest of the regular season, uh, expected back for the playoffs. Same with Avante Maddox, Josh Sweat, and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, all expected back for the playoffs, but will not play in this matchup. Now, Philadelphia is a 14-point favorite. 85% of the money is on the Giants, plus 14. Total set at 43, 71% of the money coming in on the over. And that's going to be our play, over 43 in the Giants in Philadelphia. Two reasons. One, I don't think the Giants are going to play a lot of their starters. They're already locked into number six seed. They can't improve their stock. They can't uh, decrease their stock going into the playoffs. Philadelphia is playing for the number one overall seed for the third week in a row. Uh, this time with their starting quarterback for the first time in those three games. I think Philadelphia comes out hair on fire at home against a Giants team that's going to sit a lot of starters. I think Philadelphia. I think Philadelphia wins rather easily, but 14 is way too many points to play with. But I think enough points are scored by Philadelphia and the Giants, for that matter, that will get the over 43. Uh, Philadelphia put 48 on the Giants' defense the first time they played. That was with their starters. If they're going to sit their starters. I think Philadelphia can put another 40-burger up and basically nearly cover the over by themselves. I think this is an easy play over 43 in the Giants and Eagles. Now we go to Sunday night football at Lambeau Field in Green Bay. This is for the last playoff spot as long as Seattle loses to the Rams. That is the Green Bay Packers, 8-8 eight eight overall, 8-8 eight eight against the spread. Take on the Detroit Lions, 8-8 eight eight overall, 11-5 against the number. Green Bay is a 4.5-point favorite, total set at 49. Let me clarify real quick. Green Bay wins, they get in no matter what. Detroit has to beat Green Bay and needs a Seattle loss to the Rams in order to clinch a playoff berth. So this may be for nothing on Sunday night if Seattle were to beat the Rams, or at least for Detroit side of things. But for Green Bay, it's everything for the Packers going into this matchup. Now looking at some of the trends, starting with Detroit, 8-1 and one against the spread in their last nine, 9-2 nine against the spread in their last 11 against Green Bay, 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six against the NFC, 9-0 and oh against the spread in their last nine against the NFC North Division. Total has gone over in 12 of Detroit's last 18 games. And total has gone over in four of Detroit's last six games played in January. Green Bay, 4-1 against the spread in their last five. 10-5 against the spread in their last 15 played in January. 5-2 against the spread in their last seven played on a Sunday. Total has gone over in five of Green Bay's last seven games. Total has gone over in four of Green Bay's last five games against the NFC. Total's gone over in 12 of Green Bay's last 17 games against the NFC North Division. Green Bay comes in four and a half point favorites. 52% of the money right now on Detroit plus four and a half. Total set at 49, 76% of the money coming in on the over. This will be a two for one special. We're taking Green Bay minus four and a half, and we're taking the over 49. The reason being the game's in Green Bay, and I realize Detroit is on a heater against a spread against teams in their own division and against Green Bay in general. However, I think Seattle beats the Rams earlier in the day. Detroit has nothing to play for. So I think Green Bay 
covers the spread at four and a half. I think they win by at least a touchdown. The over 49, reason being, Detroit can't play defense, uh, but they have a really good offense. So I think Detroit's going to put some points on the board. I think Green Bay is going to put points on the board. I think we're going to have a shootout between these two teams. Um, and so the over 49 looks to be the play. Now, when these two teams bet, bet back on November 6th, it was a total opposite. Um, Detroit won the game 15-9 to against Green Bay. Uh, that was when the Packers were struggling with Aaron Rodgers. But Green Bay has won four in a row, and they've put up at least 24 points in each of those games, including 41 last week on Minnesota. Uh, prior to that winning, st- winning streak, they lost to Philadelphia and scored 33 points in that one against a very good defense. They beat a Dallas team with one of the best defenses in the league, scored 31 in that one. Green Bay is starting to figure things out on the offensive end as well. Against a bad Detroit defense, I think they'll score a lot of points. So I think the easy play is the over 49 and the minus four and a half with Green Bay and the Packers will make the playoffs. So our plays once again on the NFL side for this weekend. For tonight, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars clinching the AFC South by beating Tennessee and covering a six and a half point spread. So Jacksonville minus six and a half. We got Indianapolis minus two and a half at home against Houston. The over 43 in Philadelphia and the New York Giants. And our two for one special puts the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs because we'll go Green Bay minus four and a half at home against Detroit plus the over 49 in that matchup. So with that, we do wrap up the podcast for today. We do thank you for listening. Remember to rate and subscribe to the podcast. You can do so at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, anywhere you listen to podcasts. On Apple, give us five stars. Write a nice review. Lord knows I can use it. Uh, right now, we have been on a little bit of a heater in our bets, by the way, before we sign off here. Uh, in the last 30 days, uh, we have gone 92-73-2. and two. We're plus 10.71 units going into the weekend. So um, we have been red hot on our bets uh, so we'll keep doing them. Uh, remember, during the week, we have our bets on our Facebook page at The Degenerate Gambler. Also on our Twitter account, and our Twitter account is at AYS20201. That's at AYS20201 is our Twitter account. Facebook page at The Degenerate Gambler. We'll have our picks during the week. Focused mainly on college basketball. And uh, we'll podcast again the next uh, weekend. So until then, this is The Degenerate Gambler.